Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 4 of High Vertical with with, uh, with me, Eric, and Nick, Nicky Jizzle, Nick Gammon. How's it going, buddy? It's going good. Not, uh, not Corona positive, so I'm blessed. Same. Hashtag blessed. Uh, this week, I not there's not that much to uh, talk about, but I we'll guess we'll get to it. Um, start with the NFL. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, defensive tackle Grish, uh, Chris Jones got his contract, uh, $85 million contract. How many years was it again? It was five, I right? Be- yeah, I believe it was five years. Yeah, it's a good contract. A good contract. Uh, Kansas City definitely needs the needs some help on the defense. Yeah. I mean, just, just to solidify it. I mean, it was a pretty good defense last year. Um Chris Judd's probably the best player on the defense, too. So, good pickup. Uh, good signing. Um, Rashad Jones is uh, and Antonio Brown might be retiring from the NFL. I'm not sure if you saw that. I didn't hear about either of those, actually. Antonio yeah. Brown makes sense, but Rashad yeah, Jones he, is a bit of a uh, surprise. Uh, well, Rashad Jones, I think he might just sit out the year oh, okay. and come back. But because uh, he had a neck surgery, but uh, I think second half of last season, and uh, he, I don't think in the he did, he in the Dolphins let him go, so he's a free agent anyway. So he, I think he might just uh, pull, uh, just wait till next year. And I think Antonio Antonio Brown tweeted that he was just like, I'm sick of. He, it, honestly, it was just I think it's he doesn't want to play for the owners, and the owners don't want to pay him. And the NFL play, he, like he was like saying, the NFL players union has no power and stuff. That was his main argument. Hmm. Well, it's probably not wrong on that. No, I kind of agree with him on the players union thing. But uh, apparent uh, and the rookies are showing up to rookie minicamp. I think this week, right? Uh, yeah, I think they. That's show the big controversy. Up today. Yeah, uh, rookies show up July twenty first. Big controversy. Um, Especially here in Florida and California, and uh, I think that's pretty much it. For... Yeah, and they just found out like I think three days ago that they're that yeah. the plan was going on as normal. So that's like yeah. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, I uh, I don't know if we'll see football. People like, do you think we see football with fans in the stands? Uh, people are saying like that probably not. Maybe in some areas where, like, it's not as bad, they might allow some fans in. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it's fair to allow fans to go in in, like, one place and not let fans in the other places. Mm-hmm. So either way, it's not going to be a full stadium. It's going to be – some people said 40,000. I don't think you could even do that. It's going to no, be – it's going to be, like, less – like, probably half of that. Yeah. Yeah, if, if that – it'd probably if be, that, like, uh... something similar to what NASCAR is doing where they're letting, like, 5,000 people come in. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that, but NASCAR yeah. stadiums are also way larger. So yeah, uh, I I don't know. I'm not sure what you do. Yeah, I mean, they should just prepare to play without fans. I mean, um, you know, Goodell's boy, our president, kind of fucked them. So yeah. like he fucked everyone. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Um, I just, uh, do you think we see fans with like plexi, uh, with like plastic in front of them? So they nah. don't have... 
<laughs> I, yeah, like NFL fans are like that go to the games are maybe just like a notch above NASCAR fans. So in terms of their intellect and politics, so you're probably gonna get a lot of pushback. You're gonna get a lot of people not wanting to wear masks and all that. Um, yeah, it's not a good idea to let people in until uh, until there's a a vaccine out or something. You know, at least once the situation's actually under control. Yeah, but um, who knows when that'll be? Yeah. So I think um, let me read here um, uh, for the mini camps. The Cowboys are, uh, are I think they're they're showing up today. Looks like the Packers aren't reporting. Yeah, the, yeah, Cowboys are reporting today as of Tuesday. Their Packers are reporting on Thursday. Uh, Raiders. The, do can you see? I'm not sure if the Dolphins are going to show up. I think they are. I think I did hear that, that they are going to show up. Let's see. Bucks. Uh, Bucks aren't reporting until Thursday. So. Mm, I think the Dolphins are probably going to be the same. Yeah. Mm, 22 rookies, including seven draft picks, are scheduled to check in by Tuesday yeah. at the team hotel in Frisco. The hotel Miami uh, Dolphins rookies will report to training camp in Davie on Thursday of this coming week. So. And they're going to be. They're going to have like they can't leave. Right, they can't leave the the camp, right? No, I don't think so. They're gonna have to do a bubble or something. All the teams are gonna have to do bubbles. For yeah, however long it takes. It's uh, God, it's gonna be a shit show when training camp rolls around. Yeah, it's it's gonna fall apart. Like the NBA, I think, is probably doing it. The you know the NBA and MLS are probably doing it the smartest out of any. Um, sports leagues in america and you know the nhl might be the smartest since they just went to canada yeah but i think that the nfl there's you know there doesn't seem to be like a really good plan in place i mean nothing's clear about what's going on not at you know, all they're, they're just kind of like winging it and we can all tell when we wing it and hope for the best the virus infiltrates so yep also forgot to report that a veteran defensive end and super bowl champ michael bennett is retiring Oh, really? Yeah. Former Buccaneer, Michael Bennett. As everyone knows him from his glory days in Tampa Bay. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, I mean, I, I I can't... Uh, uh, I really just don't see how this is going to work. Yeah, it looks like uh, some guys are being smart and getting out now. You know, they're like, yeah, eh, my career is winding down anyway. You can always come out of retirement, too, but you can yeah. just retire now and just say, fuck it, not show up for the year, and then maybe come back if uh, once this all clears up. And it's, uh, I think that's the way to do it. Um... Yeah. But, well, who was uh, Michael Bennett's team that he was with? He Was he with uh, the, Dallas? Or... He was with the Patriots. Oh, he was with the Patriots. Okay. Yeah. They signed him, uh, I think, at the end of last season. Got it. Okay. Well, they're they're all evacuating. Can't blame them. <laughs> no, me neither. They made their money, and I think the league is probably uh, it's gonna it's gonna hit a rough patch. Yeah, I think the NFL is gonna get uh, laughed at for how poorly they handle the situation. the The NFL has been like. 
despite their popularity, they've been an absolute laughingstock the past yeah. five years. Ever since they like botched the Colin Kaepernick situation, they've mm-hmm. really uh, and well, really since the concussions, they've really yeah. just had kind of gaff after gaff. And I wouldn't be surprised if um, Roger Goodell doesn't survive this pandemic with his job. You know, hopefully he doesn't die from COVID. But I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna make it through. <clears throat> Goodellbot. Goodellbot. Yeah, the Goodellbot is malfunctioning big time. Goodell yeah, time bot. for a time for a firmware update. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Dan Snyder knew it was broken when he actually had to change oh. the name. It's like, what the yeah. fuck? Where's yeah. the Where's the support, Roger? And I think just the awful bad news for Dan Snyder just keeps coming. He just uh, he was a uh, uh, he was. Uh, accused of sexual misconduct in the workplace. Oh, I am shocked that such a cool, progressive guy <laughs> ended up doing something shitty. So this is from NPR. Let me open it up. Um, apparently, also, just while you're pulling that up, the uh, Red Wolves emerge as the betting favorite for Washington NFL team's new name. Red Wolves? Red Wolves. Hmm. I think that they're. I I really think they're going to go for red tails, but the uh, trademarking stuff. Yeah, got in the red way. Red wolves. Where'd you see that? Uh, Yahoo Sports. I'll hmm. uh, send you the link. But yeah, that. Uh, I mean, that could look cool, but it's definitely mm-hmm. way different than uh, what I expected. Uh, I'm not. I'm not seeing anything really of concrete evidence on this Dan Snyder thing. EA but... is quickly working to change Washington NFL team name. So uh, <laughs> Madden 21, something that should be actually a very easy fix uh, in a video game. For, I mean, I don't work in video games. I wouldn't know, but uh, mm-hmm. fuck EA Sports. They're terrible. It's a cosmetic. It's a cosmetic update. I don't think it's that big. It, it's not something. It's something they could honestly patch in. It's not that big. That big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. You know. But then again, I didn't think it was that big of a deal to change my email address from my EA online <laughs> account. But apparently, it's fucking impossible. You know. Yeah. They keep yeah. sending me emails like, "Is there anything else we can help you with?" Like, yeah, you could fix the fucking problem that I keep approaching you with. You know? Still like, happening, mm-hmm. huh? still have i mean i don't i'm not i don't dedicate every hour of every day to it you know i do like maybe 30 minutes like a couple times a week at this point i pretty much given up but i'll probably try again today so i saw that I you're know. playing uh the uncharted series is that your yeah. first time playing them um i beat uncharted one but this is my okay. first time playing uncharted two and uh i actually funny that you mentioned that i noticed that i already have more headshots in uncharted two than you had the entire game how's that possible i don't know you only had 34 headshots when you played oh, i probably did i probably didn't beat it oh on ps4 because i beat i played oh. on ps2 on ps3 that's probably exactly what it is yeah that, i think okay because I, I, I was about I to started say. it yeah i started it and then i probably just stopped because i'm like a third of the way through the game maybe yeah so there i'm like that's crazy like apparently eric was just going for body shots but <laughs> did i was you, like did you damn like i'm a one? fucking headhunter um <laughs> Uncharted one, yeah, I liked Uncharted one. That was good. That was a, a great twist at the end, like a kind of descent style. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like the end, the end, but it was close to the end. Uh, um, I can't wait for you to to play Uncharted uh, to finish Uncharted two and finish the whole series. Yeah, uh, all good it games. 
I've been getting into NBA 2K a little bit as well because I'm excited for the the restart. And it was free. I already paid for it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Have it on disc. So nice. nice. Um, Yeah. Every time that like I just caved in January because I'm just like just Hmm. weak. And it's probably gonna be after FIFA like. You know, after EA has fucked me over, I think 2K is going to be the only game that I end up getting, you know, from like a sports franchise. So, yeah, that's that's just going to be my my hustle. It's a good way to, for some reason, with I mean, with all games, but especially with NBA, I can like NBA 2K, I can block out everything and like focus on that because it's like everything so in the moment. But unfortunately. This 2K20, I'm realizing as I go back into it, they still like don't have the gameplay like quite yeah, figured out. Like I their know. player, their it's player so, tendencies so are fucked. wrong. It's so I was fucked. Playing, I was playing against Russell Westbrook uh, last night. I was a mm-hmm. game against the Rockets, and he just like took like 15 threes. <laughs> 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 and that's not his game. I mean, he actually hit like five or six of them, so he had like a good night in that game, but. I'm like, man, this is such bullshit. Like, I won the game easily because I was playing as Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had Giannis, and it was just, again, not fair. Like, they need to, they need to revamp the engine to make it hopefully, so that yeah, hopefully know with two K two K twenty one. I think hopefully with the new console generation stuff, we'll see a little upgrade. But we haven't seen any gameplay, so I can't really say that we'll see that because two K is. Uh, 2K honestly has been going downhill since, I, uh, man, I don't know when. Like since honestly, since this whole VC thing, yeah, my player stuff when they really doubled down on my player, like tripled down honestly with the my neighborhood and shit and right, which that's cool, but it's, you know my neighborhood's it's, cool, but it's it's I cool in idea, but game. it's also yeah, but it's also oh, if I want to be good at the game, like oh, you could oh, you could just like get good by playing the games, but if you want to get by faster you could just pay 20 yeah. bucks a vc and just get it just upgrade out your character just bullshit microtransactions. yeah uh, i mean that's god it's that's, so disgusting <laughs> yeah i uh that's i don't it's even more honestly game modes i find anymore. yeah i just i find that mode just more disgusting than ultimate fifa ultimate team or my team I, yeah i i hate because like th- with those like there is like some sort of like you play the game you get the card packs you get players and stuff with vc and my player it's all about you're just trying to upgrade just trying to make your player better and like oh you could it's pay to win and i hate that yeah i i'm morally against that so yeah and it's I, like uh, i, I want to make my own basketball player or whatever but i don't want to fucking do it through vc and shit yeah and i <laughs> i get what everyone's like trying to do with the stories I mean, they get like the alex hunter thing in fifa from a couple of years ago that was done the, pretty well that was done that was well. done well and and they had a you know the first time like nba 2k was doing the stories like it was a little cool but this past one i like i just i find out the only one i kind of liked was the one with michael b jordan in it um oh yeah that, every, was, that was a decent one what year was that that 2k 18 or 19 i think it was i think it was eight 18 i think because i think 16 or 17 was the the year where spike lee did it yeah i think that was 17 and then 18 i think was the one with michael b jordan yeah but, it was 2k 17 yeah but i feel like for 2k 20 now like they've just gotten a little bit lazy with it and i i've 
for the most part and most of the stories like hated my character and i kind of just wish that there was an option for you to like go back to the old days of like your player where you can just like pick a voice for them and then you like just do like the press conference stuff and like team interview stuff and like they're not bringing like your dad and your old coach into the equation and all this shit like i just want to like grind through it upgrade my player answer the questions that affect team chemistry and like my relationship with the front office and then go from there like i don't i don't need all the story and all that but i know other people do like that i just i think nba 2k is trying to be too much like everything else and trying to also milk a few extra dollars out of it yeah and it annoys me i just want to i want a good basketball game i want the gameplay to be solid i want it to play like it actually unfolds on the court Mm -hmm. yeah i do too so i found this and in regards to the dan snyder thing it is a quote it is from in a statement included in a post report the team said thursday it takes issues of employee conduct conduct seriously and added while we do not speak to specific employee situations publicly, we, when new allegations of conduct are brought forward there are that are contrary to these policies, we address them promptly. So I don't really think we know what is actually going on with the whole Dan Snyder thing. We just know that he's been accused of it. So I don't think we there is a full story of what he, uh, he did. Yeah, apparently uh, Mark Cuban gave advice to Dan Snyder on handling sexual misconduct oh, and wait. said accept yeah. the mistakes you made Oof. so what the fuck does which that mean? i mean well i don't know <laughs> if he's like doing it as like kind of like a a smug thing for dan snatter but i think he's probably just telling him like you know get out in front of it because the mavericks were like the nba's example of workplace harassment things like that um, Alright, so 15 former f- uh, female employees said they were sexually harassed during their time with the team in a statement. The team said it takes these issues of conduct seriously. We don't expect that these. That, that's all I know. Oh, I did hear 15, about that, actually. 15, f- 15 female employees. Very interesting. Yeah. It's a shitty, shitty world. Well, hopefully, it, you know, hopefully it gets better. But uh, that I, you know, I'm not surprised hearing the shit about, you know, sports organizations. I mean, that's just in essence, like if you if you're an outsider looking in at sports, you know, not if you haven't like watched it from a chatter, it doesn't even fucking matter. I'm speaking nonsense, but (laughs) (laughs) it's just a misogynistic kind of world. You know, it's like the men come in, they save the day, they win the games and all that. And then you got like the women on the side, like cheering and all that. So, you know, it does tend to attract a lot of misogynist fans. Unfortunately, that leaks into their, you know, actual operations. So hopefully this gets weeded out. The Dallas Mavericks thing, as, you know, bad as that was to hear that that was happening in the NBA um, with an NBA team, it kind of was a big moment in the Me Too movement because now it's going to start going to all these other organizations and they can start, you know, kind of weeding that out and really uh, pushing for, like, proper workplace behavior. I agree 100%. So do you want to rank the the top five, our top five NFL defenses, bud? 
You go first. All right. I'm going to go 49ers number one. Mm-hmm. I know they got rid of DeForest Bunkner, but I just think that defense is still, the defensive line is still really good. Yeah. I think they did. They all, that's all they pretty much lost. And they drafted uh, Kinlaw, too. Right? Yeah, they to drafted Kinlaw. Yeah, which I think he's, I'm not sure how he's going to play on the NFL. I liked him a lot coming. I liked his, I liked his body of work coming out of South Carolina. Um, I just want to see how he translates it to the NFL because he is a big, freakishly large athlete. Um, so I want to see how he moves, how like how fast he actually is when it comes down to it. Right. Uh, number three. I'm sorry. Number two. I would go. I'm gonna go Patriots number two, just because. Actually, I can't go Patriots number two. I'm sorry. They lost too many players. I'm going to go. I'll go Ravens two. Okay. Some confidence got, in the Ravens. They got, I think their defense is pretty pretty solid. They got Chris uh, Clias Campbell, man in the being the, the cornerstone of the defensive line. Patrick Queen. Like, good players. They, really good players. They brought players. back uh, Judon, right? Uh yeah, no no yeah they retained Matt Judon with the franchise tag yeah. Uh, yeah I think that's a really and they have like honestly and like I think Patrick Queen's gonna be a stud. And I think he's gonna fill that that nice uh, linebacker spot that they need. Number three, I'm gonna go Bills. Shockingly, okay. I just love their defensive line, straight up. Shaq, uh, they lost Shaq Lawson, but I love Ed Oliver. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to be a like the game. Do you remember the game against the Cowboys last year? It was a sun. I think it was a Sunday night or Monday night game. It was the Bills and Cowboys. It Bills Cowboys. I did not watch that. Oh, let me see. Like the Bills killed the Cowboys, especially Ed Oliver coming back to uh, Texas. He just killed them, man. Yeah. Oh, and they got they got Mario Addison too. That's a it's yeah. a good player. Jerry Hughes, Trent Murphy, Vernon Butler, Ed Oliver. Oh, and they got a they drafted AJ uh, Epinesa or Espenza, whatever yeah, his Epinesa, name is yeah. from Iowa. AJ, yeah, well, I think he's going to be rusher. good. I think he's a good bull rusher. So let me see. I have the stats pulled up. Yeah, they had Ed Oliver had two sacks. Trent Murphy had one sack. Shaq Lawson had half a sack. Jordan Phillips had half a sack. They beat the Cowboys 26-15. Oh, shit. That was on Thanksgiving. I remember yes, that now. Yes, yes, I yes. I remember that. Yeah, I watched like half of that game. Yeah. And yeah, they were just wrecking the Cowboys. Yeah, for pretty much after the first quarter, it was all Bills. And Tredavious White, to me... He's great. He, uh, Yeah, I know that people like justifiably love Stefan Gilmore, but I, I'm a Tredavious White guy. I like him. Mm-hmm. Like, long-term, that's going to be, like, the shutdown corner in the NFL. In my opinion. For number four, I'm going to go... Uh... I'm going to go... I want. I'm gonna go Chargers number four. I like that pick. 
I like the Chargers. Uh, if if everybody's healthy on that uh, secondary, crazy secondary. You got you got Harris, Casey Hayward, Desmond King, and Derwin James, and then you got Joe Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram on the edge. That's a pretty pretty scary defense. Now, yeah. is the offense going to help the defense out? Because I think this defense is going to suffer from playing a lot, being on the field a lot, and it's going to I think hurt their stats. But as far as a unit is concerned, I think it's one of the best, like a scary team that has like a lot of potential because it is a very young team still. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, it depends because I think if uh, Justin Herbert gets mm-hmm. pushed into action really quickly, probably gonna throw a lot of picks that'll put them in yeah. kind of compromising situations. It's kind of like, like I, I think the Chargers defense is better than the Bucks defense so I do think the Bucks will have a good defense this year mm-hmm. but like I think it could be a similar situation to where like the Bucks defense was pretty good after like the first you know five or six weeks but it still didn't look like it from a points perspective because mm-hmm. Jameis was just throwing interceptions left and right and giving them short fields and all that and making it kind of tougher for them to to look like a respectable defense I think the Chargers could go through something similar yeah but as far regard. as a unit is concerned, a great, great unit. And they added a, that, that Kenneth Murray guy from Oklahoma, that linebacker. Yeah, I think he's a great up. pick. Uh, then I'll end up with, I'm going to go Patriots number five. I, I still think this defense is really good despite losing a lot of players. They still have a really good back uh, secondary. Uh, and it's honestly, it's a Bill Belichick defense, so you know they're going to be solid in every facet you can think of. I'm not sure how they're going to be this year just because, like, again, the defense is only as good as the offense is. And that's, like, I th- I really do think that's a fact because if the offense sucks and can't get first downs, your defense is going to be trash no matter how good it is. At some yeah. point, your defense is going to get so tired. But as a unit, these are all – I'm just comparing these as units. These are not teams. But I think the Patriots unit is uh, still very good. So that's a good segue because I don't have the Patriots in my top five. They'd probably be number six. They, they're mm-hmm. like my honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're still going to be good. They did lose talent, but, you know, they Bill Belichick finds a way to to always have a good mm-hmm. defense. And Stephon Gilmore is for sure an all-pro. But I would rank it with my number five being Baltimore. Okay. For all the reasons that you had listed. Number four being Buffalo. Okay. For many of the reasons that you listed. Number three, I'm surprised you didn't have this team in there, but Pittsburgh. I don't know, man. You don't like the Pittsburgh Steelers defense? Got Not really. TJ Watt. Not a big TJ Watt guy. I mean, the numbers don't lie. I'm not a, I'm not a Watt guy anyway. I, I think those guys are overrated. I think that JJ is uh, overrated. I think he's but... washed up and done. Yeah, I think so too. But I think that his brother is the real deal for right now. Like his he's brother, a little, he's a what is it? A little scrappy gym rat. Uh, I mean, probably. I'm predicting he's not going to have a good season. I try to like not listen to um, um, football commentators talk about uh, white football players anymore because it's all the same stuff. Uh, his work. He just gets in there. Great. He's a grinder. He's a grinder. He's so, who's so scrappy? So scrappy. He don't have to fight. We don't have to fight. You know how much I hate scrappy white guys. So. <laughs> um, there's TJ a... McConnell, what? what? God, <laughs> so glad he's on Indiana and going nowhere now. 
If, imagine if TJ McConnell had like you know played in like a a really really like meaningful playoff game and like you know like scored a bunch you know and he was like the hero of the game. That's like how everyone felt about Kelly Olynyk winning that game seven against the Wizards a couple years mm-hmm. ago. That's how I would feel about TJ McConnell winning a like playing an integral role in a playoff win. Is there any scrappy white guy that you actually like in the NBA? Uh, scrappy white guy. Well, I like uh, Matthew Dellavedova. Um, he doesn't do anything now, but when he was on the Cavs during those uh LeBron years, I thought that he was a uh, thought he was good a good player. player. Mm-hmm. Um, any other scrappy white? I mean, do you consider Tice to be scrappy? Because I don't. No, that I dude's don't, like, yeah. like a fucking. What? Where's he from? What country is he from? He's from Germany. Yeah, he's a German stud. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, you, I like. First of all, to be a like scrappy those. white guy, you have to be below six two. Okay, got to be below six two, and your weight has to be less than two thirty. Right, let me mentally like scan through every roster. I'm it's... saying, I think the best scrappy white guy ever to play the game was. Uh, and I, honestly, I don't even see him as a scrappy. I, I'm going to say white chalk with Jason Williams. Okay, yeah, that. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't consider him scrappy either. At least not fully scrappy because he was no. like. He, he was, was like, like a legit giftedly talent. Yeah, he was a legit like like maestro well, with the basketball. One of my favorite players of all time. <laughs> like that's my thing. It's like you know, if, if I were like to meet T.J. McConnell in person and like you know, of course, have a conversation with him, like play basketball, I'm sure that he's great. And I like really, I do respect that he puts in so much effort because it, oh. it like for him to make a career. It's got to be all effort because he doesn't have many other skills. I mean, you know he's definitely yeah. more skilled than your. You know who's person. the worst? I think, I think Grayson Allen right now is to me the gr- the gross, scrappy white guy in the NBA. Oh uh, well, he's. I wouldn't even call him scrappy. He's just a fucking cheater. He's just, <laughs> yeah, everyone kind of hates Grayson Allen. He's dirty. Yeah. Would you? You know what? I would put JJ Redick in that scrappy white guy coming out of college in his first couple of years. I would put him up there. Maybe. And I just I see him like with the majority of his career of him just being a three point specialist. Mm-hmm. I just associate that with like the the exact opposite of scrappiness. Mm. So, I yeah, mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't count JJ Redick personally. I've, Not even the Orlando years. Remember those? Old, oh man, I remember when he got drafted by Orlando. Such a big deal here. I barely remember the Orlando years. To be honest, I I the last part of the JJ Redick Orlando years I remember is just like him getting like wanting to be traded. That's all I can remember is mm-hmm. him being like fuck this place. My uh, yeah. my old professor though was working at a GameStop and uh, sold JJ Redick a copy of like uh, College Hoops 2K something I think I because JJ <laughs> Redick was on the cover right. So yeah, I think, I think he was, yeah. Uh they didn't send him a copy? <laughs> he like Yeah, he like came in and he like sold uh sold him I think it was Call of Troops two K seven. He like sold the guy who was on the cover. <laughs> Jeez. A copy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and of course they didn't give him a copy. That would violate um that violate oh, campus rules. Right. So yeah, <laughs> use his likeness on the cover and make money off mm-hmm. of that. But uh mm-hmm. You know, can't can't give it to him for free because that would yeah. be a, a major violation. Finish your uh, defense list, <laughs> right? So, but let's get back to the Steelers though. Beyond just T.J. Watt, you got mm-hmm. yes, Stephon Tuitt. Okay. You got Cameron Hayward. All right. How you old is Devin Cameron Bush. Hayward at this point? Uh, Cameron Hayward uh, is thirty-one. Jeez. 
He's, he's still got some years left. Yeah, I thought he was so much older than my bad. Uh, Devin Bush, Bud Dupree, who's okay, but I think I I have a high opinion of him. I think he'll put together more. He's got T.J. Mm-hmm. Watt. You got Joe Hayden, who's really turned it around in Pittsburgh. You've got this guy. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name's Mika Fitzpatrick. He's very good. Who? Oh, is that the is that the scrub we traded for a first round pick? Yep, and he <laughs> did great. He like led the league in interceptions for a while. <laughs> yeah. He was doing really good. Um So that's that's who I have for number three, Pittsburgh. Number two, I have the LA Chargers. We talked in depth about them. Mm-hmm. I also feel confident like in terms of talent. In terms of talent. If I were to draft a defense, I would probably draft it very similarly to how the LA Chargers did it. Me too. Um, and then number one, San Francisco. Until I mean, they were just far and away the best defense last year. So yeah. until that's not the case anymore, I got to yeah. give them the nod. I'm going to say, I think the Dolphins to me are a top 20 defense. I would probably put them 18 or 17. I, I think they I made a really good additions if we just haven't seen what they can do on the field, so I can't yeah. really put them much higher than that. They got but a I lot love, of good I prospects. Love the Byron, I love the Byron Jones signing. I love that signing. I loved getting Kyle Van Noy. Um, mm-hmm. Great pick. I mean, a great signing. Um, great. We need we need some help on the defensive line. And I think we signed somebody else. I just can't remember. Um, I don't think we did, actually. I'm trying to think, but I'm looking through your roster now. You got Emmanuel Ogba. That's a pretty good yeah. pickup. Yep. Yep, um, yep, yep. Yeah, you drafted really well. Got Devon Gacho. I like him. Christian Wilkins. Wilkins. We'll see. Um, who else you got? Who else you got? Who the fuck is Andrew Van Ginkle? That's some. Oh, he's a he's a white guy who who's a he he sure had to play a, white a lot. He had to play a lot last year, but he's like a pat edge rusher. Ah, okay, he he looks uh. He looks like the Aryan dream. Oh, Eric Rowe. We signed Eric. Did we? I think we signed him. Did you sign Eric Rowe? I didn't yeah, know that he got Eric picked Rowe, up. Yeah. He played for us last year. He, um, he was he was pretty good. I think. Yeah. Oh, I, I like I'm mixing Eric Rowe up with uh, Logan Ryan, but yeah, Eric yes. Rowe's good. Yeah, yeah. We just need honestly, like, I'm surprised they didn't sign him, but like, we need safety help. <laughs> but well, who do you got for safety? I missed that. Right now, we have Eric Rowe. Uh, Adrian Colbert and Stephen Parker. Mm. Yeah, Bobby McCain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's probably going to play that free safety role. We need strong safety help. Like, Rashad, I'm not sure why they let Rashad Jones go because he well, apparently still has his a neck is fucked team. up. So, yeah. like you said, so it probably yeah. must be bad enough to where, like, apparently from what Rashad Jones was saying, I guess like the, I don't know if it was Rashad Jones, but somebody was saying that his uh his neck uh wasn't able to be treated properly because of covid Mm. i don't know if it's like a non-fixable thing like they need to fix it now or if it's just like a he can't play until it is fixed and because of what's going on right now he's just not able to get the attention because it's not super urgent i'm sure if it was like really urgent they'd be able to get him the treatment Mm -hmm. but so hopefully it's something that they can just fix later and he'll go back on the field but I could see why they wouldn't want to bring him back if he like has to push off surgery until like you know a couple months and then he misses the whole year. It's like mm-hmm. why why keep him on the roster in that sense? Just uh, I think his contract was 
he was a free agent anyway, right? That was the deal. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I think we just uh, need a couple more pieces. I think maybe uh, we'll see in training camps who who fills those spots out. Maybe we sign somebody. I can see us signing somebody before the season starts. Yeah. <sighs> or maybe not. You know, yeah, it's uh yeah, maybe the season COVID. will never start. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. I mean, I would honestly if. If I could honestly have this season not happen and we just skip this this NFL season and Tua has a whole year to rest and we can just start with Tua whenever the f- season picks up again, just start yeah. Tua. I feel the exact opposite. <laughs> My, <laughs> oh, yeah. You need to play now. You guys have the smallest of windows, the smallest of windows. And... Uh, Imagine the most Buccaneers thing. The season gets canceled. Tom Brady retires and Gronk retires. It's the most Jason Light thing of like, what a great idea during a pandemic where the season will probably get canceled. Let me get some old ass motherfuckers that have two years max left in the tank. You know, Jason Light reminds me of like Ron DeSantis. Like, just even look up a picture of Jason Light and tell me you see Ron DeSantis. Ron Death Santis, I call him. Yeah, that fucking jabroni. There, Jason Light's gonna run for like Republican senator of Florida at some point. Like the tub, Tommy Tuberville. Yeah, like Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> Dude, I, that's crazy that that seat, like in Alabama, has been contested by um Jeff by Sessions. a child rapist, <laughs> and now rapist. and now a football coach with very very little to no political experience and who did no campaigning he beat jeff sessions with no campaigning yeah. just trump was mm-hmm. like vote for that guy and yeah, even right. even like a confirmed like child rapist it was like 50 50 you know recount situation in alabama for that seat so crazy <sighs> but we don't get political here only when sports crosses over into the political world yeah so moving on to the nba um, not that much is happening. Players are still practicing. We got uh, some things going on, but I just want to start with this. I just saw this. Dwight Howard, this is a headline from Yahoo Sports. Dwight Howard, again, not wearing mask in Orlando bubbles, said he doesn't believe in vaccinations. <laughs> yeah, I need the Dwight Howard, Kyrie Irving, Nick Cannon podcast right now. I'm wait, I'm watching this IG live with Dwight Howard. Hold on. Actually, I can't. Also, he's in the bubble. You know, I get it. Like if he was out, um, like grocery shopping somewhere in public, he should wear a mask. I don't see why, in the bubble, he needs to wear a mask if no one there has it. Like, uh, no, I think not, I don't know. I think you just slow the transmission down when you wear a mask. Yeah, I don't blame him for like. It's different with. I mean, he should just wear a mask because it's such like a a little thing to do, you know. Just it's just to make everyone else feel safe, and it's like not much to ask, you know. But uh, the the vaccination thing, I get right, it. So, so here's um, um, this is a part of the article. Part of Howard's logic for not wearing a mask is that others inside the bubble aren't around anyone who's coming in and out of Disney World and he, that and that he thinks that he can contract it he can't contract it inside that however isn't the case while players coaches and other team staffs are stuck inside Disney World employees are allowed to come and go 
He claimed, somebody told me through an anonymous tip line for not wearing a mask earlier this week, though he has repeatedly shared videos where he's not wearing a mask, making it extremely likely that he just told that he just told on, told on himself. Hmm. Yeah. Do you think, uh, other than Chris Paul, who's like the obvious niche of the group, who mm-hmm. else do you think will be using the tip line? Oh, man. Let me think. Uh, TJ McConnell. <laughs> yeah, Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. <laughs> Gordon Hayward would for sure. Gordon Hayward, Brad Wanamaker. Brad Wanamaker, yeah. Yeah, all the Celtics role players. Celtics role players. Let me think. Uh, um, let me think of other teams. Um, um, honestly, I can't see. I, honestly, I see. I don't. I I really want to know who uses this tip line because I really I can't think of anybody else. You know what? You know who I think it's probably going to be. It, it's probably going to be coaches. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Because they yeah, actually have of, yeah like some family. concern. They're actually, they're older. They're more responsible. Yeah, and also the people that are like probably uh probably gonna get sent home like i could see it from a lot of the lottery teams like reporting people because they're like you know if we can get this bubble closed down we can just go home and we don't have to play through a a losing effort like there's no way san antonio or phoenix or whoever is gonna make it to the playoffs or even the play-in so i could see any of the guys on on those teams reporting so i'm not sure if you saw this but on uh twitter uh, this girl was like this uh, Instagram model and her friends have already received invitations to go into the bubble for, uh, for, for, uh, lewd, for sexual reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I think this is the one major, I think honestly the, the NBA should have just got a bunch of clean hookers, got them into the bubble. Mm-hmm. And just have them there whenever a player needs one. They don't say that they have one. Like if the player comes up to somebody, uh, an NBA stuff, like, "Look, man, I need to fuck somebody now. <laughs> my yeah. ritual is to fuck before every game. I can't fuck my wife. I need someone's like, all right, we got you, we got you, we got, we got some, we got some yeah. hoes over here. <laughs> We're gonna be getting a lot of hard fouls and all. There's guys are gonna oh. be on edge. Oh yeah, a lot of jerking. <laughs> guys out. are gonna be edging. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I think uh, I think this is why they just need to make prostitution legal. You yeah, know, man. Just, uh, Fuck, man. They should have brought some bitches into the fucking bubble, man. Yeah, <laughs> bitches in the bubble. Bitches in the bubble. Because I think it's just a. I think it's honestly a, a glaring oversight. If if they never, if they didn't even think about this. Yeah, like what that that had to have come up. That yeah, had okay. to have come up. But I mean, for for some guys, you know, maybe use it as like a a meditation experiment. I don't know. Some guys are just just need to bust nuts you know yeah well no i, feel, I mean the the nba should have at least hurt, given man. everyone like a, a like pocket pussies you're gonna see a lot it. of pulled hamstrings a lot of pulled muscles mm-hmm. a lot of tension there's gonna be a, some hard, like you said a lot of hard fouls you might see some players get hurt just because they aren't unloading do you think uh any nba players engage in uh sexual relations with each other out of desperation do you think this this flips the switch for? I mean, a that's why Dwight Howard's really not wearing. That's why uh, Dwight Howard's not wearing a mask. Yeah, Dwight. That's why because Dwight <laughs> Howard clearly didn't want to go into the bubble, but when he realized that um, no one else was gonna be having sex, he's like, "This is my chance." <laughs> the There's no one out. more more stoked for the bubble than Dwight Howard and Paul George. <laughs> oh 
Oh my god! <laughs> I had no idea there was a rumor of Paul George being in. Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> there was a rumor that Paul George was like sending dick pics to his boyfriend or something, which is what I don't think is true. Uh, let me see, Paul George. You know, you know who's not. You know who is not a uh, homosexual. Jamal Murray. Did you see those? Uh, the did you see the leaks with him? Jamal Murray is gay. No, that he's not gay, but it, he had this video of him coming all over his girlfriend's face. Oh, right. You told me about this. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I mean, hey, man just got a big him, extension. Man. Yeah. Good for him, man. You know. I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. It, he just came on his girlfriend's face. He's and... probably just helping out for her OnlyFans and... You know, she's got to make her own money. Just because he's getting the big contract extension doesn't mean that she can live off him forever. But, you know, that's, he'll help her achieve true. her financial goals. Yeah, that uh, I got a Paul George. Uh, here, let me send you this link. Um, he did. He did not apparently get catfished by a, a dude, but there's rumors that he sent a dick pic to a dude because he was catfished. Oh, okay. So, uh, so <laughs> I just reading uh like the the Google uh like short descriptions of the article, and one but Paul has a very unmoisturized penis. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's some pretty personal shit. That's got to be annoying. If you're like a NBA player and someone thinks that they've seen your dick. <laughs> So, uh, going back to some real NBA talk, have you seen the videos of Bull Bull in the in the Nuggets? Uh, no. How's he looking? Is go, he bulking up? Go to uh, go to my go to your Twitter. I sent you a. a oh, a I video have of it deactivated before. my Twitter. Oh, you deactivated it, your Twitter? Okay. Yeah, I gotta wait like thirty days for it to delete, though. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm off off the grid. Yeah, hold on. Let me look. Let me find it. Let's see. How do you do in uh yeah. Looks like you did pretty good in G yeah, League. If you go, if you go to uh, oh, are, are you talking about where he uh, nearly posterizes every one of his teammates? Yeah. All right. Let me. Uh, I'm watching it now. He does have some hops, so that wasn't as cool as they uh, pitched it to be. No, but he's just—he's uh, on the team. I think he's going to be an X factor in this in this restart. Yeah, I think <laughs> Bull Bull—he's got Bull a, a team up of potential. Bull Bull and uh, Nikola, uh, Nikola Jokic, man. Like, yeah, like that is scary, man. Playing Jokic at the four and Bull Bull at the five, like. The Nuggets that, are setting themselves up to be very yeah, good. They man. took chances on guys like Bull Bull and Michael Porter Jr. And if it pays off, yeah, Michael Porter Jr. has been like he was looking good right before the season uh, uh, stopped. Yeah, although Michael Porter Jr. is supposedly missing from the bubble. Okay. Um, people are fearing that the Kings aren't going to be able to feel the team because of all the COVID. Roster. All the COVID they have. Uh, I think they just had Marvin Bagley Jr. just got a. Uh, had to leave the bubble or just had to uh, or something like that. I think he got tested positive. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, they might as well. Yeah. 
And uh, oh God, who's I just had in my head? Oh, uh, oh, he had a he had a foot injury, I guess. Yes, 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 that was it. Um, but there was something else with another big player who had the Pat Connington had tested positive. He's for the Bucks, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he is set to join. Mm, um, God, there was a big player that um, Harry Jones. Uh, oh, Zion, dude! Zion had to leave the bubble. Yeah, for a family thing. For a family thing, which sucks because he's probably not going to be ready for the first game of the season. Probably not. Um, yeah. So that blows. So I guess all those uh, Pelicans games that we were hyped for, we will uh, not be watching. I guess. Yeah. I mean, at this point, if Zion's out. For, I mean, I think foreseeably the entire time because he left so late into the bubble mm-hmm. that, like, let's say he comes back, even if he comes back, like, next Friday, by the time he's back, like, the he's able to play after his quarantine, the season's going to be over. So, yeah, it's probably going to come down to uh So there is the a status Grizzlies update on Zion on uh, Sports Illustrated. Uh, the NBA, the NBA has a protocol in place for when a player leaves a bottle bubble, and the senior runner joined. Oh God, there's nothing really. He's just gone, but there is a protocol for players to come back. That sucks, yeah. dude. Yeah, Gordon Hayward's Hopefully wife is due in September as well. So if the Celtics are uh, playing into September, then. Uh, Gordon Hayward said already he's going to leave to help his wife, which, you know, I don't blame him. But uh, that would definitely suck. So any any optimism about the Celtics really going past the Eastern Conference Finals, I think, are a little bit overhyped because it'll be great experience for the younger guys, but um, Gordon Hayward's really important to that team. So... Hmm. Yeah. I can't. Let me look one more time. I think that's all the news I could find. Um. Yeah, that's that's all I could find. Uh, anything else you want to bring up? Um. Not really. I'm just uh. It seems like the NBA stuff's going to go through. Hopefully, uh, man. I'm, I'm still very unsure yeah. if it's if we're actually going to finish it. Because I, I can see it's starting. It starts next Friday, right? Or next Thursday, one of those two Next days, Thursday, right? yeah. Next the Thursday. The 30th, I think. Yeah, the 30th, next Thursday. I think we'll, I think it's definitely going to start, but will it finish? I don't think so. You don't think so? I, I'm leaning on towards of no, but... Uh, I don't know. There's so much stuff going on. Like the the landscape changes every day. Like what happens if LeBron gets it? Like are we really gonna keep doing this? <laughs> no, yeah, no, no way. <laughs> are we still gonna keep it going? If LeBron gets it though, that's just It's a he, wrap on the season, bro. Yeah. I mean he of all people it's he like, shouldn't it's get it. It's gonna be the biggest asterisk to ever wins this co- the the finals or whatever, like yeah, LeBron got fucking COVID. Like, of course he won. <laughs> I don't know. Though. I think that they, I mean, yeah, I guess if someone major gets COVID and they have to sit out, that's one thing. Yeah. But I imagine think. Imagine if, uh, like, Giannis and LeBron both get COVID. And, like, imagine if, like, LeBron and Kawhi both get COVID. Yeah. But if, like, like let's say if 
all they like have the to top leave the bubble, guys. God forbid, for some horrible reason they have to leave the bubble and take care of it or something like. Yeah, but I think that um, it's tough to put an asterisk if everything goes as planned, because I think that if everyone's like, you know, if no one gets hurt because of, or if no one has to miss games because of COVID, and it's just like regular injuries or they don't get hurt at all, this is like the most difficult environment to win in i think because you're not seeing your family and friends you're not fucking anyone you're staying at a hotel away from home for an indefinite amount of time and it's all like neutral site games so no crowd or anything like that it's just ball so i think this will this will be a good uh this will be fun if it goes forward but uh you know I expect anything can happen. Obviously, the situation changes mm-hmm. day by day, and I hope to God that next year there's like fans back in the stands and all that. Me too. Because me too. This is going to be interesting for this time, but it's going to be like really boring watching without fans going forward because that's a lot of like you know the, energy. Yeah, you know the big part about a game winner is seeing like the crowd react to it, and yeah. you know like a Giannis dunk or a LeBron dunk or Steph three. And there's also it's an added pressure reaction. like. The best players perform when they're when all eyes are on them. Like right, yeah, home court should mean something again mm-hmm. too. You know, like mm-hmm. Milwaukee had a historic season, and I feel kind of bad for them that they won't even get the benefit of like home court advantage throughout the playoffs. Like whoever wins the finals, they're not going to be able to have that moment with their fans. You know, they won't even be able to have a parade. Yeah. So, do you think they hold like if whoever wins it? Do you think they hold the parade until they can actually have one? Uh, I guess it depends on the I would. situation. I would just wait. They, I think they'll. Uh, I think what'll happen is the NBA should probably consider like holding off on starting their season until they can let fans back in and like social distancing can be relaxed, and then maybe like before the first game of the season, like they do a parade, like close to then, so they don't do it right after they win. They mm-hmm. do it like right before the next season begins, and hopefully things have chilled yeah. out a bit by then. Hopefully. Well, I think that's a good place to leave this pod. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate you. Uh, tune in next week. This episode, I think, will drop today, the day you're hearing it, which is a Tuesday, late Tuesday, probably, I would say, 4 o'clock. Hope you're enjoying your evening, maybe a little night pod for you before you go to sleep. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate you. Uh, thanks for being on the pod again, Nick. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. All right, everybody, peace out and see you next week.